Welcome to Uncontained, episode 009. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and today we have Billy Singhaz on the show. He is currently trying to get funding for a movie he wrote called We the People. It has a lot to do with a psychedelic bus trip and... Well, the Occupy LA movement as well, along with a lot of other things going on. Listen to the podcast. You'll find out more about that. Plus, the stages that he's gone through already to get to where he's at in the movie-making process and what he needs to have happen in order to get this on the big screen. And this episode cannot have happened without earlier guest making the connection for me. I'd like to thank Daniel Hample for making the connection and if you know anybody who is doing big things in the entertainment industry trying to get their name out there and let people know what they're doing let me know I'll I'll do my best to get them on the show and get their word out as well. In addition to talking about the making of We the People, we talk about uh, Billy's past and some of the ventures he has gone on, including hitchhiking all around the country, uh, hopping in his bus and driving around the country with, with a punk band. And we talk about his involvement in the Occupy LA movement. Billy is one of those guys that as soon as you're done interviewing him, you're coming up with more questions that you wish you would have asked. So we're definitely going to have to have him back on as the film goes through the process of getting made. Before we jump into the show, I would like to uh, thank one more person, uh, John Mercado, for making sure my computer's working right. Yes, uh, he did a little computer magic and made it so I didn't have to worry about my computer crashing mid-interview. So... Thank you, John. And now, enjoy episode 009 with Billy Singhaz. How are you doing today, Billy? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Thank you. Uh, you've been up to some big things. What have you been, uh, what's going on with you right now? Uh, right now, I'm just, uh, I don't know, just 100% completely devoted to uh, seeing my film with the people uh, come to fruition. So it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm in the I'm in the thick of it. All right, and your film, We the People, it is in the spec stage, right? Kind of where you're trying to get investors to sign in. You got a spec trailer up, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I got a spec trailer out, and um, we've just been showing it around. We've had some pretty good response from people, uh, and I'm um, going through the process of like doing the meeting and greeting and finding the right people who want to make the film the right way. And for for our listeners who don't know, like what it uh, takes to get a film made, like what steps have you had to take to get this film that you wrote? Correct. Correct. All right. What have you had to do to take this from pen and paper, or keyboard, or whatever it be, uh, to where it's at right now, having the spec script out or spec uh, trailer out? Right on. Um, well, it definitely started off for me with pen and paper. Um, and then obviously after I got you know to a level where okay I can't do all this with pen and paper anymore, uh, you know I switched over to uh, you know tablets and, and computers. Um, that's the, that's the first step, and that's that's really that's the most important step is just doing your work as a writer. 
um, and really rewriting and rewriting and rewriting and showing it to people and taking in the criticisms. Everybody's going to tell you it's great because they're your friends or they know you and they want to tell you it's nice. Like as a writer, you're really looking for the stuff that's wrong with it. You know, um, that's the juice. That's when you're like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like somebody tells you it's crap. You're like, oh my, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Why? Why? How is why it is crap? it? Yes. Why is it? Tell me. <laughs> tell me all the ways. Um, <laughs> and so that's, you know, just, uh, really surrendering yourself to that process is number one um and then number two was uh, uh kind of getting your business uh format together you know once you have something that represents the uh, you know the artistic vision you have to have something that represents you know the business aspect um so that people know that you take your work seriously and that you're serious about moving forward uh lots of people have scripts uh you know get in line um you know, it, it shows that you really have a mind for seeing a product uh, come to life and and leave the pages and, and reach the screen when you have uh, when you have your business uh, aspects in line. So that's the that's the second step is uh, putting together a really good marketing package, um, uh, really good treatment. Uh, sometimes it's referred to as a doc, um, but anyway, getting that stuff together and having that be just as impressive as what's in the script and. Um, and that's step two, which, believe it or not, takes a lot more work than you might think it does. Um, just as creative as you had to be with writing and creating these elaborate characters and situations and, and for everything to flow just right, it's the same way you, you have to create your business aspect. It has to read like that. It has to feel like like when they're reading your business uh, package, it has to feel like they're, they're getting an experience of what your film is like. Um, so it takes a lot of work as well. Again, asking people, how does this read to you? What do you get from this? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, all right, all right. And then the third step is uh, putting together a spec trailer, uh, getting a, a, a piece of art that you can actually shop around, and that is a product, and, and showing that. And it makes it a lot easier for people to kind of get an idea of what, what you have going on in two minutes, hopefully less, maybe a little more, but around two minutes uh, be a good amount of time. And you can really give people a, a slice of the pie. And... Um, and that's that's that. Uh, after that, you're ready to be, I guess, taken on to the next step, which is actually, you know, then you know, starting to work with investors or a production house or anybody who's going to help take you to that level. All right, great. Now, we the people, uh, where did you get the inspiration for this? And uh, would you want to describe we the people to the listeners here of Uncontained? Uh, we the People is a punk rock, hallucinogenic, Wizard of Oz, Jesus of Nazareth, comedic adventure. Uh, it's like Fight Club meets Superbad. It's very much a voice of our generation style piece that fights for the natural rights of all people everywhere. Um, and it's uh, it's really kind of a reflection, a very... Uh, a very true reflection of my life from 2007 till about 2012. And uh, it just follows like um, my personal awakening uh, to the things that I kind of realized at that time uh, on spiritual levels, on political levels, on personal levels, uh, just what was going on in my reality and who I was in relationship to that. And then the journey that I or the journey that unfolded from that. And uh, I was hitchhiking around the country, trying to start a revolution, writing a film, living on buses, doing all this crazy stuff, got involved in Occupy. I just tried to start a movement called the Natural Rights Movement out of this huge warehouse that I had in downtown LA. And then 
ended up going back home to West Virginia and starting to put together a political campaign to run for governor. Uh, I was going to do like Banksy style, wow. yeah, like Banksy style street art everywhere with just nothing but education. So that way, like, really wasn't about like vote for this guy. It was like would just vote for whoever is about these things because now we all have the education. We all know how to fix this. Uh, so you're a bit of a revolutionary. Yeah, you know, my better days. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know that the, all that is in the film, um, and in you know very creative ways because it takes about seven years of life and condenses it down into what seems like maybe a year and a half or two years. So it's you know it's kind of slightly sensationalized right. in the way that things kind of like one thing leads to another really really quickly. All right, kind of just compress things. Um, when like when you heard the news report on Occupy. Uh, did that really match like what was going on in the Occupy movement? Was was it a realistic portrayal of the events there? Um, f from our perspective, uh, no. It, it seemed that like you know the media was cherry picking individuals who uh, kind of portrayed what they wanted. With that, that this was like a misguided group, and that these individuals really had no idea what was going on or how things worked and they just had their certain feelings about things and I don't know that's just kind of the image that I was getting because you know my group along with other individuals who we were you know connected with and at other occupies like there were individuals who kind of spoke of the you know of a republic and and of a system laid out for us to you know uh, kind of get back to the to the framework and, and that this country was founded on should things go so far askew that we need to take control as a people. Um, and, you know, it, once you study, you know, like our founding documents and then kind of do your research as to, you know, from where we started, how we got here, most people who, who have done that uh, and know that from their own studies and they're by their own accord we all agree okay cool we can fix this this is not a problem uh not a lot of it, it, it isn't that you know that that we oh how are we going to fix this it's there is a plan there is a way to do this and, and we can get it done um so you know we know that there was a voice uh that that spoke of sovereignty and that spoke of uh you know protection of our natural rights and is that with uh, the natural rights movement yeah, the natural rights movement. That's what we were. We were trying to do like a spinoff of Occupy after Occupy got shut down. We were like, okay, we're just going to like use the groups that have been organized and like you know kind of restructure this and maybe go like a round two in some way. Uh, and we were trying to start a natural rights movement, which was basically like the civil rights movement, but for our generation now. Um, and it was based around this document called the Declaration of Freedom and Peace, which is something that I uh, I wrote in, in conjunction with a partner of mine, Michael Phoenix. Uh, and it's like the Declaration of Independence, but for our generation now. Um, and that would be served as like a declaration, as a, like a statement of purpose. Uh, so that way it was very clear what these people were gathering for. Oh, well, here's our paperwork. You know. Okay. All right. And you guys had a certain mantra, not, uh, you know, there was uh, what would Jesus do? The WWJD. Wasn't there something else uh, for the Natural Rights Party similar to that? Um, I don't know, but that's it. Interesting. Okay, I th I thought I uh, saw yeah. I thought I saw something like what would Thomas Jefferson do as their slogan. It was like WWTJD or something like that. I don't know, but that's awesome. I personally didn't say that, but maybe somebody else did. Um. Okay. Sorry to derail you with that. Uh, continue on about the natural rights. Oh well, yeah. I th I think I kind of wrapped that up, but I was just basically saying, like, you know, we were trying to do a spinoff of, you know, the Occupy movement, which would have been the Natural Rights movement, and uh, 
kind of based around this document that had been written and, um, you know, just kind of spoke up for, you know, the voice of Americans who may not have uh, an outlet to be heard in. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So a little look into your past, uh, before you got involved with Occupy, before you got, uh, involved with the natural rights movement, uh, you had a bus of your own, correct? Like kind of like they have in the movie, but you were touring around and hitchhiking all around the nation. What, what were some crazy stories that you can share? Granted, there is no FCC regulating this, so you can go ahead and talk about whatever you want. Okay, right on. <laughs> um, well, uh, the hitchhiking and stuff, that was all a very spiritual experience. Um, y- the crazy antics that were involved, like living on the bus and stuff, like didn't necessarily take place there. That was, that was like a complete communion with like me and, you know, my God and, and what I choose to communicate with in a, in a higher way. Uh, and it was very beautiful. And I just had to go out on complete faith and say, like, you know, I want to be a servant, like teach me how to serve. Uh, I decided to get the buses when that was, had come to an end. And I just, I had called up my two buddies, Dylan and Jay Karn. And I was like, dudes, let's get a bus. And at first they were like, nah, like I'm trying to do my thing with my punk band. And like my other homie was like doing tattoos and like going to tattoo school. And I was like, all right. Then like, a month later they both hit me up and they were like what's up with this bus i was like right on so uh <laughs> so i uh we, we got this bus named betty uh dylan actually got there in portland drove down to la to scoop me and jay flew in from new york and uh and we uh we started raging across the country and we ended up in austin texas and uh that's where we kind of landed and you know we did some other journeys and stuff from there but that was our home for a while that was wild we had a we had a really good time on that bus. Um, I name- bet, man. I saw the Black Betty video that you pointed me towards. Just uh, look out. Black Betty, uh, Billy Singh has is the name of if you want to search it up on uh, Vimeo. Uh, so listeners can check it out. It looked like a wild time. Oh, dude, it was great. One of the best things that we would do, we had this thing called the Midnight Special, where we would go around, it was actually 2 o'clock in the morning, but we would go around where the bars would close and like just pick people up, and like the bus would get so packed, you'd have to like pull people, stop the bus and like pull people off the side of the bus. Like, seriously, we can't drive down the road with you hanging on the side of the bus. And uh, <laughs> they're drunk, so they don't care. They're like, no, take me with you. I want to go where you're going. <laughs> exactly. So we would go to this place called Barton Springs in Austin, Texas, and uh, it's like this public pool, but it's like fresh spring water and there was this like section in the gate where we could just like lift up the pole and open it up and we'd have like punk rock, punk rock pool parties at like you know two o'clock in the morning and, like sell beer and stuff and it was great um nice. yeah so like you know whatever we did stuff like that it was great um but that was uh that was cool for a while while i finished i uh i was writing a script called p is for pirate while i was on that bus which was like a reflection of my journeys while i was hitchhiking and then actually got funding for that uh, through a friend of mine named Coates Cunningham, who's the Mac. And, uh, and you know, we started to make that film. We were going to do a spec trailer for that. And we bought up all these buses and, 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 and just really had an amazing time, like just creating like something similar to what you thought you or what you saw in the other trailer. But it was going to be for this film called Pius for Pirate. And then right when we were getting ready to shoot, Occupy broke out and we were like, forget this, like hollywood bullshit like let's go do the real thing we got these buses we got the money we got cameras like let's go unite the movement and bring everybody to dc but then occupy really didn't work out that way because like it shows shows in the news and i'm glad i 
come full circle back to this, uh, there was a lot of confusion and there was a lot of discourse uh, at Occupy and there were a lot of people who didn't necessarily study up before they came out and uh, just came out with their personal gripes and it really confused things and um, and it just really made it hard to get some traction. So organization was a big problem with Occupy, um, but it didn't help that the media was uh, making it look like that's the only thing that was going on. Because I know I talked yeah. to a few people. I know my buddy talked to a few people, but they never said, oh, cool, we finally got somebody who, you know, speaks some, some sense here, you know, the language of the law. Instead, they were like, uh, get out of here. We're looking for different types. <laughs> you make too much sense. We want the person with only one tooth and, you know, is wearing the tinfoil hat. Yeah, give, give me that guy with the toilet seat around his neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. They that doesn't that doesn't sell. That doesn't get ratings, you know. It doesn't fit in with the uh, if it bleeds it leads type story. Exactly. So, it is what it is. So, now in your trailer for We the People, I see a lot of live looking footage of Occupy with you in it. Is that actually live footage of Occupy or did you reshoot that? No, that's our footage. That is real footage. Uh, a buddy of mine, Jay, uh, who actually traveled down from Oregon just to be a part of Occupy LA. Um, she was filming everything, and when the raid happened, that's where we got the, the you know the stuff that we see like during the day. But then when you when the raid happened. My buddy Jay just has like a really clean cut look. Like he totally looks like he could be working for like, you know, Fox News or NBC or something like that. So when okay. the when the camera crews and stuff were rolling in with the cops, he just like kind of like slipped over there, like, oh no, I'm, I'm with the media. And so we have all that amazing footage of, you know, the extraction of the treehouse and all that other stuff you see. So that's our footage and that's that was like just such a blessing. Wait, wait, when you say treehouse, so what do you mean by Okay. Uh, well, as, explain the tree houses, I guess. Right so. on. Well, the good thing is this is in the script and it's in the film, so everybody's going to get to see this. But uh, so we got these notices, and when we were doing the tie-dye TP show, we got these notices that came like they put up on the trees and stuff, and it said like you know LAPD is coming to clear you guys out, like violation of blah blah blah, yada yada yada. And so we were like, oh man, this is brutal. Well, one of my homies is like, we got to get high, and the other one. It's like he was like, "Who's high?" And he was like, "No, we gotta get like high up. Like we gotta get the high ground. I'm like, oh, like let's build a treehouse." And at first, I was like completely against this. I was like, "Dude, build a treehouse? Like, are you serious? Like that is not gonna stop them from like taking you out of here." As it didn't, but they were you know adamant. They were like, "I ain't going down without a fight." And so started collecting materials and pallets, and like everybody really came together. It was quite the team. And uh, and you know Chad and Manny just like you know just totally like made this treehouse happen and uh and then of course like when the raid happened you know they were the last ones there and so after like three everybody cleared everybody out the raid took place just everybody's gone three hours later like these guys are still like up in the tree like shouting down to the cops like you know <laughs> the people of california do not yield their sovereignty to the agencies which serve them like <laughs> there's no trouble here you're free to go home officers <laughs> like, so <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, man, I was just, like, picturing, like, a clubhouse. The ultimate clubhouse, bro. It was the ultimate clubhouse. Right on, with a rope ladder and everything. Oh, oh yeah, I'd put it right up there with, like, the Susan B. Anthony, like, in the Smithsonian. Right on, right on. That's cool, man. So, how did you go from hitchhiking to the bus tours to Occupy to getting involved uh, with Vagabond? 
honestly just following my heart like that was every step everything you just said like i was following my heart um i just happened to be out one day um i had actually was using my bus grace the bus that's in the in the film uh that you see in the trailer uh i used her for like a photo shoot uh for a designer friend of mine and uh and then I was like unloading her stuff, like you know, at the at the front of her building, and these guys rolled up, and they were like, "Yo, what is this bus?" And I was like, "Oh, her name's Grace. Like, check her out, you know." And they like started helping me unload stuff, and I was like, "Dude, these guys are cool." And then after they got done unloading, they were like, "Hey, man, like, can we like use this for a music video?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, you guys are cool. Like, you know, like I'll help you out." <laughs> and they were like, "How much?" And they, I was like, "Oh, no, man, just like you know, I'm like totally down to help you out. Like, you guys are cool. You helped me out, and like you guys just seem cool. So like that's what it's all about." And they were just like, "Get out of here!" Like they they really asked me. They were like, "Yo, you being for real right now?" And I was like, "Yeah, bro." <laughs> like, you really, like you really felt like yo, these guys are never had anybody do anything nice for him so anyway we shot this music video and the guys who were shooting the music video for him were vagabond films and they asked me yo you want to be a part of vagabond and i was like of course like i love working with you guys and so that was that like the rest was history i just kind of stepped into the place of taking care of all the artistic details and really making sure that whatever vision we were creating was at the height of whatever we could create and your title was artistic director correct correct and so what does uh, what all does that involve? Every element that you can imagine. I mean, we're creating a piece of art and especially with film, I mean, you're dealing with all these elements that create our reality. So it's like every element that is involved is something that I take great pride in putting detail into. Um, I don't care if it's the paint on the wall or hair and makeup or the actor's performance or whatever. I'm just there to, to assist, you know, with respect to the actual director and the cinematographer and, you know, art department and stuff like that. Like, hey, like, you know, I'd step back and make sure, hey, this, it could be better. Ooh, no, this could be more. It's it's not really popping as much as it could. Like, you know, and just make sure that everything's tweaked and equalized. So that way we're at like max performance. Okay. All right. And now you are, you, you started your own production company, correct? Correct. Black Team. Okay, and what have what is this the first project that Black Team has done? It is. Uh, technically, I've like done like some choreography videos and some little stuff like that. But yes, this is our first real project that like Black Team's name is on. Okay, and what what are some different challenges that you are facing now that you're out on your own and not under the umbrella of Vagabond? It all coming out of your pocket and the weight of everything being on my shoulders. And, uh, you know, paying the cost to be the boss. Uh, it's, uh, it's a whole different level of uh, a stress, you know. If you're punching a clock and doing a nine-to-five to pay your bills and do things like that, like, that's not the struggle. That is not stress. That's, like, that's just maintain, you know, maintain homeostasis, maintain, you know, your situation. Like, take on trying to accomplish a dream take on like really trying to bring a vision from nothing into reality to something and like that is a whole new level that is a that is a real struggle you know when when all that work you're doing when all your nine to five everything like that is going to create this not just maintain like that's a whole new level of stress a whole new level of accomplishment and it's a whole new level of responsibility um so that's you know those are the challenges i've been taking on it's just like whew. yeah and I, I can relate to that some with with my podcast. I got the the nine to five challenges along with putting together my own 
uh, my own creation, this podcast right here, starting from nothing, building, trying to build it up to something. So I'm following what you're saying with that, as long with pretty much anybody who's trying to create their own thing will. Oh, for oh, for sure. Anybody who's ever started a business, or I don't care if your jam is poetry, whatever it is you do, if you're really trying to do it, like you know that level of what I'm talking about. Yeah, like you want to get out of the nine to five. You want this to be your thing, not just a hobby. What would your advice be to somebody who wants to become an artistic director or do what you were doing when you were with Vagabond? Um, start doing art. As much art, any kind of art, whatever kind of art, just start doing it. Um, get involved. Uh, if you don't have a project to work on right now, go find some garbage and turn it into art just to be creative. Um, there's something that you can do that will build your skills. I've done a million different things just following my heart, like random stuff. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I liked this girl. She was really cute. Uh, <laughs> her name was Lacey. <laughs> and she, I, I like helped host this fashion show. And I was telling her about it, and she was like, I want to be in a fashion show. And so I was like, word, I'm going to throw this girl a fashion show. And like, you know, and then she can like be in a fashion show. And, uh, and so I threw this fashion show and it was awesome. It was called fuck a fashion show. Like, you know, fuck a fashion show with those something way, way, way bigger than this. Uh, we had bands and live painting and it was awesome. Like our, I built this catwalk and like covered in graffiti and we had like, you know, the models like soul training it down the runway like right it was, on. It was the shit and so uh whatever it was a great event that alone taught me so many different things and there was a million other little things that i've done just like that that have given me the skills so that when vagabond met me they were like like yo this guy's he's the mac like he can do anything you know we want him on our team you know and the only thing I did was just follow my heart and made every piece of art that I ever felt like I should make, you know, whatever the reason was. So just do that and you're going to attain skills that one day you're going to be able to put to use. That's the first step. Okay. Uh, first step. Is there another step behind that or? Yeah, you got to get out there. Um, I don't care if it's for pay or no pay or whatever. Just get out there, get on stuff. It's a very small town. You start doing some cool projects. You're going to have some content that you can put together and show people you're real. Like, hey, I've done this. Um, and the more you get out there and the more that you move and shake, like, you know, the more chance you're going to, you know, get invited to work on other projects. Uh, and I think thirdly is just be really cool. Like, be extremely cool. Um, be a person that people want to work with, you know, be a person that people are going to want on set, you know, that, Hey, this guy's energy is great. Or, you know, like, Hey man, even if he's not working, like just have this guy around, you know, just, um, always be there for people, you know, like really, uh, lend that helping hand. One day you're going to have a project that's your baby and you're going to be appreciating those people that came forward and were like, Hey, whatever I can do to help, you know? All right. Yeah, definitely solid advice. Uh, put yourself out there. Be cool. As in, just don't be an asshole. Probably that'd be that'd be a big yeah, step. Yeah, I mean, be cool. Like you know, uh, I don't know how. Like, don't be too forward, but like you know, like just be cool. Like you know, like hold your space well. You know, and and, and be of service to people. You know, be a genuine person. Be cool. You know. All right, all right, that's good. And well, you were saying get out there and do stuff. Was there anything that people can do to help you out with We the People currently? Um, 
anybody who you know who might be interested in funding the film or if you know people uh, with production houses or any connections uh, who are used to making, you know, major motion pictures or indie films, uh, send them to us. Share our uh, trailer with them. That's that's about it right now. Uh, This is my first time creating a major motion picture. So this is new territory for me. Uh, The only thing I'm doing is kind of reinventing kind of old tricks of getting things done. So it's just trying to get out there and network and who do you know? And, and that's it. So that's where I'm at right now. So is the spec trailer up right now? The spec trailer is up right now. Um, I did have a meeting with an individual, um, seemed very promising, uh, just seemed like a really good guy. And, you know, I'm pretty good judge of character. Uh, he seemed like a really good guy and like he had the best intentions and he was like, I love the project. I want to help. And he told me, go ahead and take the spec trailer down because I'm going to introduce you to some people and, you know, they would like, they would value it more if it wasn't just being blasted all over the internet as if, you know, if it was like, Hey, this is something we're working on and we're looking to place it with the right people, um, which I totally okay. understood. And I was like, right on. And he was like, you know, I know that you want to do it your way. He was like, but if you just follow my lead on this, he's like, I'll help you through this, you know? And I was like, word. And he said, you can trust me. It's like, I've done, you know, I've been successful in this before. So I was like, right on. And he comes to a very uh, valued friend of mine. So I'm, you know, I'm totally just kind of going through the motions and, and being trusting and being patient. If things don't pan out in a, time or in, a, or in a time period that I'm, you know, comfortable with, I can go back to doing it my way, but I feel like, you know, this is a good step. So, uh, it is up, it is available, but there has to be a passcode to view it. And if you want that passcode, all you have to do is contact me, but this is kind of a way to kind of keep that, uh, veneer of secrecy that, that he, uh, that he asked me to keep. Can we give it out to the podcast listeners or, uh- I understand if you can't. I understand that. If uh, you want to get a hold of it, just get a hold of Billy on Facebook or... Yeah, Billy Singh has. That's B-I-L-L-Y-S-I-N-G-H-A-S. All right. Get a hold of him on Facebook to check out the trailer. It is badass and you do want to see it. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing once you get the actual trailer put together too and have the movie out in theaters. I'd love to be there for that. Bro, that's going to be bananas. Like this, the trailer that we created is something that we miracled together with an amazing team. Uh, Antonio Cicinoso was an amazing cinematographer. Uh, You know, everybody who came together, like I I could just like throw off all the names, but I just, I can't right now. But, uh, you know, (laughs) who who edited it and just, you know, everybody who who really helped uh, is, is an you know, an amazing team, but what we can do when we actually have a, a real budget and a, you know, large crew, not this crew of ninjas that we put together, uh, you know, will be far beyond what we've already created. So I, just, I can't, I personally can't even imagine how far we can take it. And I have a hell of a vision for this film. All right, man. I'm excited for that. Um, I, I asked this to all of my guests on the show. Uh, basically the show's name uncontained is about just, Despite society, despite, say, anybody you know telling you you can't do something like, oh, you'll never make your own movie, you'll never make a difference in Occupy LA, but going ahead and doing it anyway, being uncontained from like the restraints of society. I want to know, how do you live uncontained? Um... How do I live like this? I live always. <laughs> um, I have, <laughs> Sounds like it, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 
let me say well my my biggest philosophy on on how to to live my life or what affords me the ability to live my life the way that I do is this philosophy of need and don't need and it's either there's things that you either need or you don't need and I'm very strict with myself on that and I'm like okay these are the things that I need and these are the things that I don't need and at different periods of my life you need certain things and different periods of life you need other things um and you just have to be really real with yourself and in in you know, remind yourself that there are a lot of comforts and and things that society tells you like you need or that that's supposed to be or ha- the have tos or has to haves to whatevers. They they don't really matter. Uh, you really need to get real with yourself about what you need and what you don't need in order to make your dreams come true. Um, and I think the second thing on that is uh, is a very spiritual thing. But uh, if you want to experience God then you just follow your heart without any expectation of result. And that is the best way to, to experience that, to experience God, your relationship with your creator, your relationship with your higher self, your relationship with whatever it is that you serve uh, or that you believe in, if anything. Um, and, and that has given me the experience that I've had in my life, um, which is now, you know, this awesome film uh <laughs> um but it, it it's just following my heart and not caring where this is going or or what the end result is just knowing that i'm in the grace of god and that i'm moving forward knowing what my heart is telling me to do um and and those two things right there knowing what you need what you don't need and knowing how to really listen to your heart those those are the ways that i live uncontained well said, well said. And one thing that you actually said in the uh, Black Betty video that uh, I referred to earlier is somebody will tell me I can't do something or something's not possible, and then I will tell them 10 ways that it is. And I think that just kind of totally um, defines what this show is about. Right on. Yeah, I remember that line. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Once I heard that, I was like, even if we didn't have the movie to talk about, there'd be plenty to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I think I had a bottle of wine in my lap when I was talking shit. <laughs> but yeah, that was probably, <laughs> that was probably the truth. <laughs> Alcohol and wine makes you tell the truth, right? Yeah, I feel that. All right. That's when, that's when you're the most honest anyway. Um <sighs> I'd like to actually thank uh, Dan Hample, somebody you worked with on uh, Night of the Babysitter, correct? Yeah, Dan's great. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, he was on my second episode, and he actually made this uh, interview happen. He's the Mac, dude. Dan is awesome. He was one of the best interviews that I've had so far, and uh, very entertaining dude. Very entertaining. How how was it working with Dan? Well, you just said it. I mean he was one of the greatest people I met by far and he's just man he he just he really blows your mind like when you're around him like he's just got so much energy for all the best stuff and uh and I I honestly I can't wait to work with him again hopefully I can pull him in on my project I'm sure he's down I just gotta you know get everything rocked and locked and loaded and then tell him to get on over here yeah I'm, I'm sure he would be down for that man I'm sure he'd be down for that
and he's extreme he's extremely educated too so like i could possibly have him uh do like one of the occupy characters like a guest who we have on the tp show or something you know? you know i think he would i think he'd be good for that especially reading some of his facebook posts and everything he actually would be probably perfect for that role oh yeah so that i got you dan dan think- I'll, I'll help with casting. I'll help with casting. That'll be my my. <laughs> right on. Pull them in. Actually, for the Occupy section, I want to pull in like all the hits, like all the best like internet celebrities, like people who have like funny videos and stuff, and just have like a bunch of those crazies, like not crazies, but a bunch of those great, amazing people running around like Occupy and like just like plugging them in. And it's like I don't know. I feel like it'll really. It'll kind of it'll fit the art piece. It'll fit what we're making. It'll be really cool. Like little cameos without even exactly. acknowledging that they're there, exactly. so you have to know who that person is, kind of. Right. Be the, we'll pick the people that everybody will know who it is, and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it'll be great. Right on, man. Right on. Well, it's we the people. Hopefully, in a theater soon. But right now, your job, people, is to spread the word, right? Is there what's the best way that they can do that? Uh, check us out. We're on Instagram. We the people, the movement, and that movement is spelled M O V I M E N T. We can maybe put some links on this uh, podcast or something like that. But it's we. Yeah, I'll put something in the show notes for it. Yeah, we the people, the movement. Follow us on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. I'm sure we'll get a Twitter. I'm just doing it my way. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. You can find us. Oh, we also got we the people, the movement.com. So spelt that way. You'll find the links. All right. Yes, I will uh, put those in the show notes. Also, uh, link to your Facebook so people can uh, get that password to check out the spec trailer if they have not seen it already. Right on. Thanks a lot, bro. All right. Thanks for uh, talking with me today. No, thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, it's been fun. You'll have to check back in uh, once you get some news on uh, news on the new movie. Hey, you got it, bro. All right. We the people. Let's do this. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. One more thing. One more thing. Go ahead. I've been have I've been trying to get people to do this. I normally sign off the show, but I want to get my guests to do it. Basically, all you got to do is say live uncontained, and that's how you sign off. You can throw whatever flavor you want on it whenever you are ready. Okay, cool deal. All right. This is Billy Singhaz with We the People, the Movement, telling you to live uncontained. And that wraps up another show of Uncontained. Thanks again to Billy Singhaz for coming on and talking about the movie he wrote and the process it takes to make We the People a kick-ass movie I want to see in theaters, people. So please support Billy. And uh, one way you can do it is getting to We the People, the movie mint. That's We the People, the M. O-V-I-M-E-N-T dot com. I will include that in the show notes. Another way you can get the word out is just share the word about the movie. Share this episode on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or just share a post on Facebook. Tag your friends. Be like, hey, check out this kick-ass movie. And then you just got to get a hold of Billy to get the code so you can watch the trailers and you can do that through facebook and hopefully soon billy will have the funding to get a real trailer up not saying the spec trailer isn't kick-ass but just imagine what he could do with a little bit of funding behind him and then get that movie in theaters 
Thank you once again for listening. Make sure you please rate, review, and share on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whatever platform you listen to. And uh, until next time, live uncontained.